You're listening to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and this is episode 33. So we always start off with what's new in my RC garage. Uh, The last episode was about two weeks ago, and I have not added anything to the RC garage. In fact, I've actually gone down in the RC garage. Just today, I sold my Arma Creighton. Just found I wasn't using it that much with the MT410 and the Arma Outcast. I prefer those two vehicles over the Creighton. And so, decided to sell it and free up a little cash. So, it went down the road today. Um, kind of sad to see it go. I've loved that RC. If you've listened to the older podcast, that was my favorite for a long time. Once I got the MT410, that was, became my new favorite. And then I picked up the Outcast, and I actually ended up liking that just a little bit more than the Arma Creighton. So I took some of the upgrades off of the Creighton and put them on the Outcast, and then sent the Outcast down the road. So anyways, what I wanted to talk about in this episode is, two weeks ago, in episode 32, we talked about the HPI, how the HPI had come out with the Venture Scale Builders Kit, and how I loved that idea. I thought it was a great idea. And I said I'd like to see other companies do it, especially Axial, because when it comes to crawlers, they are my favorite. That is what I've owned the most of in the crawling scene. Well, the other day, Axial announced it. They will be shortly coming out with the Axial Raw Builders Kit. And it's based on the SCX-10-2. The upgrades that you get with it is uh, you get all aluminum links. And they include the links so that you can adjust the wheelbase from 11.4 to a 12 inch to a 12.3 inch. So that will fit your three most common wheelbase on bodies. Um, besides that, also comes with universal axles in the front. And uh, it, it comes with the uh, ready to run type transmission, but it does have metal gears in it. Um, that really doesn't matter to me. I have never ran the uh, kit style transmission that they included in the SEX 10-2 kit. I know some people like it just because it sits lower, gives you a little lower center of gravity. Um, and I believe it was also set up where you could put a two-speed in it. Did not come with a two-speed, but you could buy option parts and make it a two-speed. <clears throat> so anyways, they finally released it. Well, I shouldn't say finally, it was less than two weeks after uh, HPI well, they haven't released it. They've announced it. Um, I did see on RPP you could uh, pre-order it. And it actually came in cheaper than the HPI. It came in at $199.99, so it's for $200. You get the SCX-10-2 axles. They are the newer style that have the gussets, and they have the uh, plastic uh, C-hubs are molded in, and the lockouts on the rear axle are molded in. That's the one thing I don't like about it. But you could... Really cheaply, you could pick up the older style axle housings and a set of C-hubs and lockouts if you didn't like it. Um, Honestly, if I do decide to build one over the winter, I'll probably just build it with those axles. And then if I ever do break a C-hub, then I would upgrade to the other style axles. Um, I haven't heard of many people having problems with them. I've just been a little weary of it ever since they released it. Like I said, it does come with the universal um, axles in the front. Where, like, on, I know some of the cheaper ones, like the uh, SCX-10-2 Deadbolt. I believe that one came with dog bones in the front. So this does come with the um, universals. 
which will help you to not break C-hubs. Um, sometimes with the dog bones, when you're turning sharp, it's kind of the angle they push at, they put a lot of force on your plastic C-hubs. So I think that they might hold up fine having the universal axles in there. Like I said, if I do decide to get one and do another crawler build, I will probably use the axles that it comes with until they do break, if they break. Because like I said, I haven't heard of many people having issues with breaking those C-hubs, but that was just something I was worried about when they first came out with it. Um, just all aluminum links and, you know, the three different wheelbases. I think Axial knocked it out of the park on this one. I was so happy to see that. Um, the first time I saw it on Facebook, I posted it up on the No Budget RC podcast Facebook page. Linked it there. Um, I really like this idea. I think every company should do this because when it comes to scale trucks, you barely see anyone running stock. The guys that are running stock are usually the newbies that are just getting into it. And down the road, they end up changing up a bunch of stuff. Putting on some upgrades, changing out the body, you know. I'm so excited to see Axial doing this. I'm so glad that they did this. Um, and it's awesome. And, and it is a kit, so you do build every piece of it, which is another thing that I really like. Because then you know anything that should get Loctite, you know it got Loctite if you do it yourself. Actually, uh, just recently, Red Cat released the uh, R5, their big fifth scale electric 8S truck. Um, they are allowing people to send them back and for a full refund. And the number one issue they're having is shit that needs to be Loctited is not Loctited. I've seen a ton of videos of people having the, uh, the uh, outdrives come loose, coming from the transmission or coming off the front or rear end. And it seems to be the number one issue is, like, it seems like nothing is Loctited in these trucks. Several people have got them right out of the box, and right off the bat, they're, it's in two-wheel drive because one of those outdrives is already slipping because they didn't put Loctite in it. So it's a complete quality control issue, in my opinion. And uh, not to make this a topic about Red Cat, but Red Cat was a company that had a bad reputation for being cheap Chinese junk. Um, when I got into the hobby, my first vehicle was a Red Cat Caldera. They had started stepping up their game. That Caldera was a tough truck. The only breakage I ever had was it, I stripped a couple screws out of the plastic, and that's because I slammed into a curb doing like 40 miles an hour. You can't fault the truck for that. That's just driver error. They, they really started stepping up their quality. They were putting out good products. The Red Cat Gen 7 is an amazing um, ready-to-run crawler for $200. Then, you know, was like $270 for the Red Cat Gen 7 Pro. There's rumors of a Red Cat Gen 8 that in the works. Red Cat had stepped up their game, and I've been telling people, you know, like some of the guys that think, oh, Red Cat's cheap Chinese junk. I'm like, no, give them, a, give them another chance. They really stepped up their game. You can still pick up a Red Cat at an affordable price, and their quality is way better. So it really kind of um, upset me when they released this truck with so many issues. But, I mean, I'm really glad Red Cat is stepping up, and if you're not happy with it, you can send it back for a full refund. And my understanding is they're even covering the shipping 
super happy to see that they're doing that, but, uh, but it saddens me to see that they released this truck like this. I mean, didn't some of your guys take them home and test them out, you know, before they released it? This really shouldn't be an issue. I mean, everybody that's in the hobby knows if it's metal, you know, metal to metal, you're putting a grub screw in, you know, a metal outdrive, you know, it, especially in a truck that's a, that's a, I forget what the weight is on them, but they're, they're heavier than the X-Max. It's a fifth scale and it's running on 8S. That's a ton, 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 ton of stress right there. Why would you not Loctite that? I mean, that's just silly. Everyone in the RC hobby knows that you'd have to put Loctite there. I don't know. It's a complete quality control issue, and it's just sad. It's all I can say. Is, uh, maybe they tried to push out a fifth scale too fast. I know a lot of people want Arma to put out a fifth scale and make the X-Max killer. Um, if they do, I, I really don't care if they do or not, because I'm not a fifth scale guy. I like eighth scale. I think that's, you know, you can run it in more places. I've run in some places where my scales are pushing it and there's no way you could run a fifth scale. Um, we actually just recently lost our local track. They took it out, but it was okay to run eighth scale on there. Fifth scale was just way too big for that track. Um, some of your smaller areas, smaller parks, you can run eighth scale, but fifth scale is kind of pushing it. I know a lot of people like it. Um, it's just doesn't appeal to me um unfortunately red cat i think just pushed this out too fast and the you know it was just a quality control thing i mean seems like you know as they were producing them should have had people take some of them and do some testing on them and they would have realized hey this all needs to be loctited you know there's no reason that you spend eight hundred dollars on an rc car and the first time out, it's running in two-wheel drive. And I've seen tons of videos. There's even a guy, I can't remember what his name is on YouTube, who's defending it. But he's done three videos, and every time he's had to, after, you know, during the video, he's had to stop it early and work on the vehicle. Um, yes, I know we have to work on our RCs. Especially if you run them hard. I mean, when I'm doing big air jumps and backflips and stuff. Yeah, shit happens. I mean, yeah, I've broke some stuff. But every time you run, and I mean, he's not even running them hard. He's taking like little, maybe he's getting two, three feet in the air jumps. And having uh, issues with every part that should have been Loctited. Seems like it's come loose at this point. It's sad. Like I said, if Arma does release a fifth scale, like I hear everyone on, like, uh, there's a big Facebook page, Arma, Ar Arma Army, and uh, a lot of people on there want Arma to put a fifth scale out and make it the X-Max killer. All I can say is if they do, I hope they don't push it out too soon, and I hope their quality's there. Arma makes an amazing eighth scale vehicle. I have not ran any of the tenth scale stuff. Um, mostly because they just recently came out with four-wheel drive 10th skills. They released the, or like the voltage line or whatever they were. They were two-wheel drive. That doesn't interest me. Um, their eight-scale stuff is great. I've had, you know, the Creighton was my favorite for a long time. The Outcast is my second favorite, you know, I'm at the point that I'm at now. I'm only keeping RCs that I really love. 
hence the reason I have the Techno MT410 and the Arm Outcast. Um, in my opinion, top two 8th scale bashers right there. Techno and, and Arma. Um, yeah, it's subjective, and there's going to be people like, oh, no, you're wrong, this is... But what I've seen, Arma and Techno, so much stronger than Traxxas, and if you've listened to some of the older episodes, you know I have a deep-down hatred for Traxxas. Um, maybe it's warranted, maybe it's not. You know, some people agree with me, some people think that I'm just being an ass, but... I just do not like Traxxas as a company. Um, yeah, they stepped up their game when they released the Erevo 2.0. They made it a better vehicle than the original one. You know, and they put some uh, some uh, metal axles in it and that kind of stuff. And the price came down on it. But honestly, I think that was a result of Arma. Arma was producing a better vehicle at a cheaper price. They had to up their vehicle and lower the price to compete. Plain and simple. Um, I think that's what makes the hobby great, is competition. And Traxxas has kind of been the big dog, you know, king of the hill for so long. that They don't like seeing these brands, you know. Arma's a brand that I didn't even hear about until two or three years ago. And now they are, you know, as far as I'm concerned, top of, you know, they're right up there at the top of the hill as far as 8th scale bashers. Um, and if you know anything about the lawsuit Traxxas had with Habico, who was the, uh, owner of Arma, it was based on the Arma Nero and the Arma Phazon using laydown suspension with cantilevers, the same setup they use in the E-Revo and the Summit. That's what it was based off of. Um, that's not the only lawsuit, though. A lot of people have only heard of that one, like, oh, well, Traxxas sued one company because they were copying them. Um, no, there was actually a lawsuit before that with Red Cat, uh, Red Cat Terramoto 10. There's now a Red Cat, if you can't buy the original version 1 anymore, it's the Red Cat Terramoto version 2 with a goofy-ass steering setup. That is all due to our, or due to uh, Traxxas, and I don't know if that actually went to a lawsuit or Traxxas just threatened them, but they released the Terramoto 10th uh, scale, they pulled it off, people were like, what the hell's going on? That's why Traxxas was going after them for saying that they copied their steering. So they had to come out with a new steering system and release the version 2. A lot of people like the version 1 better. I guess somehow in the lawsuit, I don't know the whole details. I won't claim to know the whole details, but from what I heard, they were able to continue making parts to support the version 1s that were already out there. A lot of people will buy those parts and convert their steering on the version 2 over to the version 1 steering. Because it is a better setup. However, they can't sell it with that because of a Traxxas lawsuit. The other thing is, I don't know if you've noticed, go and try and buy some batteries and get a Traxxas connector on them. Um, somebody I know in the in the hobby um, tried to get some batteries from Venom LiPo, and they, he's getting replacements for, he had two Venoms that swelled. They warrantied them. However, they said, we would like to send you those batteries. However, we cannot send you batteries with Traxxas connectors on them anymore. What they ended up doing was giving him uh, credit for the value of those batteries. And so he had to buy a different set of batteries and then take some old Traxxas connectors that he had laying around that were uh, 
he hadn't used and put them on there. The reason for that, my understanding is, Traxxas is now not selling their connectors because what they're trying to force you to do is if you buy a Traxxas vehicle, they want you to buy your batteries from them. And I don't know if maybe you've had better luck with Traxxas lipos than me, but in my opinion, Traxxas lipos are garbage. 20, 25C when you're putting them in a big power hungry 8th scale or 5th scale vehicle, give me a break. They swell, they don't last. Traxxas will replace them once if they when they burn up, but yeah, they suck. Then if you go and you cut your uh, connector off and change on your ESC and change it out to a different connector, you have now voided your warranty on your vehicle. So yeah, I don't like Traxxas. They will, you know, they want you to buy their vehicles. They want you to buy their batteries, which then in turn you need to buy their charger. No, screw Traxxas. That's my whole beef with Traxxas for those of you that haven't listened to the older episodes. So, yeah. Anyways, sorry I went way off topic on this episode, but sometimes it happens. Um, But, yeah, definitely kudos to Axial for releasing that. I think that is awesome. Again, it's called the Axial Raw Builders Kit. And uh, what everything I've seen... It can be pre-ordered, it is not out yet, and it is $200. Great price for what you get. You get your C-channel frame with your cross braces. Um, One of the things I was actually surprised about, I thought they would release uh, aluminum body chalk with it. From what I've seen, it looks like it's just a plastic body chalk. Shocks is another thing that a lot of people change out, though, so I guess it's not too disappointing. Um... Honestly, I ran one of the aluminum body Traxxas shocks on my original SCX-10. It was from the SCX-10-2 kit. Um, bottom used off, bottom off a guy that bought the kit, and, and he upgraded his shocks. They never leaked. I've always had problems with the axial plastic shocks leaking on me. But they never leaked, and I found them to be a good shock. So I really wish they would have done the aluminum body shocks in this kit. Um... But like I said, shocks is another thing that a lot of people change out, and it was probably a option that they chose to keep the price down. Because like I said, they came in $50 underneath the HPI and their uh, scale builders kit. So that's probably the reasoning behind it. You know, somebody had to make that choice. Well, shocks is something that's common for people to change out. Is it worth putting an aluminum body in there and raising the price of the kit? You know, so... Maybe that's one of those things they could have done an option on, you know. Have the $200 kit, and then the $220 kit, you get the aluminum-bodied shocks. But that's another thing that you could pick up cheap, though. You could buy the aluminum body and build the aluminum-bodied shocks if you wanted. Oh, I still think it's an awesome idea. I'm glad that Axial announced this. And, uh, like I said, if I do decide to build a crawler over this winter... Still up in the air what I'm going to do for my next RC. I don't need any more 8th scale bashers. Um, but 8th scale bashers are what I love. But, you know, might end up doing another scale truck and building it up over the winter and have that option. Because that is uh, very popular where I live here in Washington State. That is definitely the most popular is uh, crawlers. Seems like about any weekend you could go with a group of guys and go crawling. 
As far as bashers, there's not as many. There's not as many places to go. Um, up here in Washington State, we got a lot of rivers. A lot of people just go down to uh, one of the best spots around here is uh, about maybe five miles from my house, uh, Lucia Falls on the Lewis River. It's an amazing place to crawl um, along the river there. Beautiful scenery, great crawling, and it seems like every weekend there's at least a couple guys that end up going there. So that's really all I had for this episode, guys. Um, yeah, started off about uh, Axial's new release and then kind of uh, spiraled from there. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and until the next one, keep a shiny side up, and we'll talk at you later.